the Business Buzz Podcast. You're tuned in to the Business Buzz. Good evening and welcome to the Business Buzz Show right here on Vow FM 88.1 for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on uh, your youth station here in Bromfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mdio Mob Justice Gavaz and I'm joined in studio uh, by Hlengi uh, Zondo and we will be your hosts for tonight's show. How are you Hlengi? I'm good, thanks Mdio. How are you doing? Uh, no, 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 I'm alright. I understand that you, uh, you've been within Women's Month, you um, know, going for events and whatnot yeah trying i mean i just came from a wonderful event right now uh, that's uh currently being hosted it's called girl boss all right um it's hosted by uh, a lady called Ndom bentley mm-hmm. and uh who's the founder of afro botanics and it's a very very powerful event i was like i have to go to the show now but i wish why and see you guys later but yeah i mean there's so many wonderful events that are taking place and uh, yeah i wish this kind of vibe would last for like the entire year yeah but we're kind of just enjoying it while it lasts what's it last so the month of august you're gonna make the most of it definitely okay cool so you heard that we're in studio with Shling uh, where she's showing us a lot of love you know she she, she left an event just to be in studio yes, with us yes that's how important you guys <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how our show is going to be looking as the two of us we're here until 7pm. In terms of what's going to be going on on the show today, uh, we're looking at business automation and how technology is now being used to automate or to uh, streamline certain business processes. Some of you may have noticed that if you've gone into a McDonald's of late in certain parts of Johannesburg, you no longer get your orders taken by a person, but you get your orders uh, done through a machine. Uh, so these are some of the things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, the little things. Uh, mining I think at the moment uh, there's a big debate going on. Uh, we've got some of the deepest mines in the world and in places like Australia they've already started taking miners out of um, the mines and actually putting my, uh, mining machinery down there. But in South Africa you know that a lot of these things it, it has um, employment implications and these are some of the things we we're going to be finding out. So we're going to be talking to a researcher and we're also going to be talking to a company uh, that does automation solutions around these issues to just find out what's going on in the industry and should we be scared for our jobs? I think that's the big thing that everyone wants to find out. Otherwise, on social media, how can people get in touch with us? So uh, people can get a hold of us on various platforms, Uh. the first being Facebook, and they can get a hold of us on Advower. FM, Voice of Vits and Video uh, Vits Radio Academy. Yeah. On Twitter, our handle is at FM. Our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. WhatsApp line is 084-078-4912. You can also streamline on the station live on www.vowfm.co.za and our podcasts of the Business Buzz Show are available on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business. And they can um, also just uh, follow us on Vids, on Voice of Vids FM 88.1. Yes, so that's how we're looking for today's show. We're talking the machines. Are they really here to take over? We find out. Otherwise, on the other side of this, we get into our business wrap. Keep it locked. This is the Business Buzz.
the business, the business buzz. buzz. On the line, we're actually joined by uh, the CEO of the National Arts Festival, Tony Lancaster, and we're going to be looking at the business of festivals. We conduct a major economic and social impact study, and what we found in the last survey in 2016 is that the festival contributes around about 377 million rand to the to the GDP of the province of Eastern Cape, and about 94 million rand to the GDP of Grahamstown. Tune in to the business buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. only on Power FM. Business Rap with Ken Sweatman. It's time for us to get into our Business Rap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we're joined by our financial expert. We have Ken Swettenham. How are you, Ken? I'm very well this evening. And yourself? Huh? I'm doing all right. Now, getting Good. into the week's uh, business news, I understand that um, the RAND has actually been doing a lot of things this week. I think there was a day, it must have been Monday morning, when it actually breached the, was it the 15 RAND, uh, the 15 RAND level? What's going on? Well, well, it did indeed very briefly touch 15 rand. And uh, now, if, we, if your listeners watch the movement of the rand, as recently as the beginning of last week, it was sitting at around 13.20 to the dollar. And it weakened, and it weakened rapidly. It's come back, and it's sitting, uh, I haven't seen the, the price in the last hour or so, but it's sitting somewhere around 14.45 at the moment. The reason for that has absolutely nothing to do with us, us being <laughs> South Africa. Um, unfortunately, it was actually problems in the Turkish economy. The Turkish lira weakened substantially against the dollar. Um, Turkey being an, uh, an, uh, an emerging economy, as South Africa is also considered, and that reverberated across all emerging currencies, and the rand was the victim. And it's, well, I won't say it's stabilized, but it seems to be hovering around the 1440 mark at the moment. Uh, the other currencies have weakened as well. The, the pound went well over 18. The, the euro went to around 1650. So it wasn't just a dollar. Um, very good news if you have money sitting in offshore investments or offshore funds. Very bad news for things like we often say on your show, the fuel price. <laughs> I think our listeners might then be interested to know if... Have we now stabilized as the as the week has progressed? Because I think the, the breach, the 15 rand breach you talked about happened on Monday morning. So how has the rest of the week been for the rand? Yeah, it, it, it happened in the early hours of the Monday morning. In fact, most people didn't even realize it happened because uh, we, we, we were all asleep. <laughs> but yes, it did touch 15 very, very briefly, and it came back very rapidly to around 14.20. It's weakened slightly, as I said, to around the 14.40, 14.45 mark against the dollar. And it seems to be settling somewhere around there. Um, but if we consider where it was, as I said, just over a week ago, in the low 13s, it's, it's substantially weaker. And um, we would like it to, to get below 14 again, of course. But uh, it seems to be stabling, stabilizing around the 14.45 mark at the moment. Uh, and then I think the other thing that people will then want to know is uh, because South Africa has a lot of struggles, a lot of things that uh, it has to deal with, contend with the political landscape. Um, you have a lot of issues in the economy at the moment. But when you hear of certain shocks happening in other parts of the world that affect us so adversely, um, what, from a policy point of view, is there really anything that either uh, Treasury or the Reserve Bank, for example, can actually do to stave off some of these effects or is our currency just going to continue being victim to some of these shocks from around the world yeah it, it, it's a very good question and um, whether there's anything the reserve bank is is the 
sort of the overall body that, that looks after our money in this country and keeps an eye on our inflation rate and, and so on. And a, a, a weakening rand in the long term is, is going to affect our inflation rate cause, because it's going to push up fuel and various other costs of, of offshore products. And that will worry the Reserve Bank. What they can do about it when the issues are outside of South Africa, um, I don't really know, and I doubt there's very much they can do. They can control certain things within our own economy. But the South African economy is less than half a percent of the total world economy. So we have very little control of what happens outside our borders. If Donald Trump decides to fight with China over, over trade and, and trade tariffs, and that strengthens the dollar because it's good for the American economy, a strengthened dollar weakens our rand. And there's, it's not that uh, our governor of the Reserve Bank can phone up Donald Trump and say, say he's saying, please don't do that, it's, it's bad for our currency, um, because Donald Trump won't listen to him. So, yeah, there, there's not a lot they can do other than controlling what's within our own grasp, which is our own economy, of course. <laughs> And then lastly, Ken, uh, I think in the week, uh, in the, in the, in the week, last uh, couple of few weeks, if I can say that, um, there's been a lot of talk around, um, wage negotiations in various sectors of the industries. Um, would the rand and fluctuations have any impact on these or are they considering more of, uh, the inflationary, um, concerns more than anything else? Well, one has to say indirectly, uh, as I mentioned just now, a weak rand does put a pressure on inflation on the upwards level of inflation. And if inflation goes up, prices go up for all of us, no matter what we're buying. And that will certainly play into the hands of unions who are pushing for higher wage increases. So... Uh, so their workers can actually have enough money to, to meet all these extra costs. Of course, from a business point of view, if you're a business that does uh, business overseas and you're buying items from overseas, a, a weak rent is, is very bad for you because it's costing you more to get your products into South Africa. And then, of course, you've got the demands of workers on the other side. And the, the ultimate, so what sometimes happens is that companies want to cut costs. And, of course, then they start retrenching. That's happening in the mining industry quite badly at the moment. There's a big story with Goldfields looking to retrench about one-third of their workforce. And they're saying we have to retrench to cut costs in order to save the jobs of the remaining two-thirds because if we don't, we'll be out of business and all the workers will lose their jobs. But unions, of course, don't like anybody losing their jobs. So, you know, indirectly, it will certainly have a uh, have an effect on wage negotiations. <laughs> So that was us who were on the line talking to Ken Switchanami. He is our financial expert giving us a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. As you heard, the big story of the week is the RAND, uh, which has been fluctuating quite a bit. But um, there was a bit of a shock that happened on Monday morning. I think it was around 6, 7 a.m. Um, where um, the RAND actually breached the 15 RAND level because of what was going on in Turkey. Uh, but it seems that it's also come down a bit, settling at the 1440 mark as you heard Ken talking about and it has a lot of um, implications for us so that's how the business uh, environment is looking for the week on the other side of this we let you know from a currency point of view what does your 100 rand do for you this week at Lenyo is going to be giving us that roundup on the other side of this we get into our Buffalo index keep it locked this is the business buzz business rap with Ken Sweatman The business does. Welcome back. This is the part of the show where we chat to you about the state of your 100 rand 
and today we are talking about all things exciting artificial intelligence so we have three items overall items that we're going to be looking at um, that are potential purchases for our listeners and the first one is a robot so there's this robot that's called AppBot Riley and it's a Wi-Fi smart home safety robot and you can control Riley with your smart device from anywhere uh, you're able to stream videos directly onto your device and you can use them to check on your pets your kids or security i think this is a really just an important one um, especially in south africa with the current crime statistics um, you also are able to uh, use it to detect motion and it will notify you of uh, potential threats um, to your household and you are obviously this is important when you know a, a lot, when you go on holiday and a lot of us are never really home all the time so and this is f- available for 45 buffaloes which is uh, 4499 rand um it definitely is something that i would be willing to purchase um in terms of other robots that our, our, our listeners could could um, look at we have the doodling robot which is available for 1.5 buffaloes which um you it draws with pen and pencils and then we have a wowie mip dancing robot you know if you need a little um, spark and dancing in your life that's available for 27 um, buffaloes and then our second item for the day is an amazon dash button i think this is so exciting um this is unfortunately not available in south africa yet but it's a very cool idea especially for people that are not you know uh, too encouraged to um, to go shopping or well, things like shopping don't really excite them um, there's a little button that you can put on your fridge or wherever it is that's most convenient for you and it's linked to a particular product or particular brand whether it's cat food toothpaste or chocolate and when you press this button um, it automatically orders these items and sends them directly to your door i mean how amazing i i I can just you know imagine the endless list of things that i would order on this uh, stuff my list is like ice cream takeaway chicken i mean film equipment i mean the list is endless really um but i mean who needs a magic wand when you've got this magic button and it's and it's also just incredibly cheap it's, it comes at five dollars which is around um just under a buffalo for us and your first one is actually five dollars off so you're kind of like you know getting it for free um so if it was available in south africa that would be a great one so we can advocate for that um, and then third and last on our item today, um, one great use for AI is, is a personal assistant like Alexa or Google Home that you can um, speak to and it'll, it'll t- tell you jokes and it'll place orders for you, play music, etc. Um, or you can ask it questions relating to weather, your schedule um, and a number of other easily, easily located information um, that it w- is able to gather uh, for you from Google Apps or the Internet. Unfortunately, this is also unavailable in South Africa as yet. Um, and although you can you, you can buy it, uh, there isn't really a, a official support, and there's a lot of potential apps that you might not be able to use, but it's still pretty cool. And this is is available at twenty buffaloes or two thousand rands. And if you want to go um, beyond that, there are other products that can link your Google Home to other things in your house, like the Philips Hue that goes for about thirteen buffaloes and it means you can control all the lights in your house i mean artificial intelligence products 
um, really can provide so much convenience. Um, and there's a lot of room for growth in South Africa for these. But yeah, that's those three items that we have today. And that is the state of your 100 Rand. I would be keen on the on the on the Google Home thing because I've actually seen um, how it works. Uh, but interestingly, the people next door to where I live, they have one from Amazon called yeah. the Alexa. Yeah. And you always hear them every once in a while. Alexa, play a I song. Kn- <laughs> I know. I actually had a lady because she, she actually I just spoke to before I came here because she's because she's a South African lady who's currently studying in um, in 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 the US, and she says that she said you know she uses Alexa Alexa to do all kinds of things yeah. like to lock her door at night yeah. like it's just such a convenience honestly I think we should definitely look more into making these things more available yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very keen on this whole smart home thing unfortunately the buffaloes this is where the issue is but that button though you don't think the button where you just press something and then stuff just appears on your door <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that button <laughs> so you heard that's the state of your 100 rand this week we're talking automation artificial intelligence and all that very interesting um, products coming through from the Buffalo Index specifically that Alexa and that Google Home that's what I ha- I personally have you know my eye on uh, but on the other side of this we're going to be talking about how actual businesses are using technology automation and artificial intelligence to streamline some of their processes. Uh, we're going to be uh, chatting to uh, Rob Jardine, who is a researcher. He's just going to let us know what's actually going on and if you should be afraid. And then after that, we will be talking to Johan Renecker from Automation Works, who is uh, going to let us know how they are helping businesses to automate. Uh, that's how our show is going to be looking. So on the other side of this, we get into our main topic. Keep it locked. This is The Business Buzz. The, the Business Buzz. Welcome back, everybody. We are now joined on the line by Robert Jardine, who is the Head of Research and Solutions at Neuro Leadership Institute, South Africa. Hello, Robert. Hi, how's it going? We're good, thank you. Very happy to have you with us on the show today. Um, We're going to go straight into it. So, um, we're very curious about the um, sort of uh, artificial intelligence and all things relating to the fourth industrial revolution. It's like, it's seemingly like a big monster and we want to, you know, we want you to help us to deconstruct it a little bit. So, um, what is AI and and what is the difference really between artificial intelligence, machine learning, automation and all those things? Okay, great. Well, Artificial intelligence is definitely a buzzword, and so is machine learning. And one thing that uh, Hollywood has not done for us is that it's really tainted our idea of AI. When we think about artificial intelligence, we often think about the movie Terminator, right? Yeah. And uh, the rise of machines, Star Wars, and that sort of thing. Uh, but one thing I want to say is that Hollywood has done for artificial intelligence that the movie Jaws has done for sharks. They've really uh, exacerbated our understanding of it and... Uh, and sold movies based on fear. So it's very good that we understand what artificial intelligence is. So a basic definition of artificial intelligence is basically a robot process or thing being able to complete a task that gives us the impression that it is intelligent. Yeah. Okay? Now, this has already been happening for a while with regards to automation in, uh, in factories and, and in mines, uh, with uh, machines taking... Uh, uh, being able to replicate more efficiently and effectively basic labor movements. But now where it's getting scary um, is when it's happening uh, with regards to natural thought processes. 
Uh, and that's where you see things like chatbots being able to interact with sort of virtual assistants on customer service websites. Mm. And particularly what's very exciting, what you refer to is machine learning. Now, machine learning talks to the ability to use algorithms and big data sets to develop essentially predictive analytics. Uh, some of the things that, that they're doing, in, uh, that's only one of the uses, and one of the things they do in this set is they take, for example, 10,000 uh, uh, patient files and are better able to predict uh, uh, the future causes of cancer and other predictive uh, diseases. Yeah. They're also able to better predict the customer attention based on customer history using big data and machine learning. Thanks for that. Um, what are some of the insights that you've gained about the appetite for automation and the use of technology in South Africa compared to the rest of the world? Well, essentially, um, we, we definitely do still lag behind that uh, in so much so that uh, other countries like Asia have, have gone from AI research into AI investments. And we still have a large, uh, a large portion to do with regards to education and investment into the technology. One thing that's very important in the South African context is that AI has the ability to widen an income inequality gap uh, from, the, in, from the way that it can replace certain jobs on lower levels. And we have to start talking about this from an institutional and legislation uh, uh, Point perspective of view. to better safeguard mm. jobs in the near future. Okay, well, and how do we go about doing that? So are there any sort of ideas that are, are, are thrown um, at the moment in terms of um, how do we go about protecting those particular jobs or upskilling people who might potentially lose um, jobs with um, further automation? Well, one thing we can uh, do is, is what we're doing right now, discussing it. First of all, better understanding what artificial intelligence is. Mm. And we can also look to better understand where artificial intelligence is taking us. In a world that's becoming predominantly uh, more machines being involved in the work context, we are, we are striving to be more human and we're looking to other fields. One of the fields where this is very prevalent is neuroscience. And neuroscience is really giving us a new understanding of what it means to be human and a new understanding of how to be more effective and things that machines will never be able to do. Yeah, in terms of that in neuroscience, that's it, that jargon, just break it down for us for, for our listeners who might not be in the know. Perfect. Well, neuroscience, is in a, its very basic form, talks to the connection between the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. okay? It's a, essentially the blend between uh, psychology, in a way, and almost uh, 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 biochemistry and, and, and physiology. It's essentially how your body reacts to your thinking. And what's really been so powerful in the last, uh, the last few decades, we've had breakthroughs in neuroscience that are helping us challenge conventional wisdom, that are helping us have a better understanding of the human nature. So in the same way that uh, technology is advancing artificial intelligence, technology in the use of brain imaging machines, MRIs, is helping mm -hmm. us better understand human behavior. Awesome. And, and overall, what have you noted from your line of work to be the overall benefits of, of artificial intelligence? The overall benefit is that it will save us time. Um, all the menial tasks that can be uh, automated will be automated, and this will give us more free time to think more strategically about the future and uh, give us more spare time to and resources to advocate to research, for example. 
Um, you know, there's an example that comes to the, the top of my, my mind at the moment, with specifically within the, the mining industry. I know when you look at like global best practice, for example, like Australia, um, the, the mining industry there is highly automated and they're doing very well. But then if you take that um, and you can't really sort of automatically plug it in in South Africa where there's like high unemployment um, issues and there's a lot of, you know, sensitivity around that. How do we um, go about sort of overcoming those those challenges here in South Africa, in the South African context? So you bring up a very valid point. And uh, this is something just my, my, my personal opinion is that we need to get uh, legislation uh, in, involved and institutions yeah. involved to sort of safeguard this. In the same way that we have legislation and uh, parameters and quotas that sort of advocate having certain uh, demographics of people and genders of people and having certain tax breaks, we need to do the same with regards to replacing labor. Yeah. If we are going to replace, uh, uh, re- replace menial labor with machines, we need to have a law or a tax that says if so much excess spent on people losing their jobs, they should be taxed, okay, because they, they will be saving money by doing that, and they should use that tax to repurpose people in training and development programs to repurpose and reskill. Modiwa has a question for you. Modiwa is my co-host here in studio. Hi, Rob. Um, I actually had a question around uh, what uh, what industries actually stand to benefit from AI the most in the South African context. I think um, earlier on in the show, we were talking about how McDonald's has actually started um, implementing these uh, self-service terminals in some of its um, some of its outlets here in Johannesburg. And there's the mining example that Lingyu has just alluded to. But apart from from that, what are what are some of the more um, everyday scenarios or situations in business that people uh, should be expecting uh, to to see some type of automation in the coming five years at least? So, when you think about artificial intelligence, you have to think about what are tasks and also not necessarily just jobs, but what are parts of jobs that can be replicated? For example, article filing for example, uh, checking books, that sort of thing. So parts of jobs will be able to be replicated, normally menial and mundane tasks, such as tasks normally incorporated with personal assistance. Um, you'll, 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 actually, you'll actually find a very, um, a very interesting company called Clever, based in Cape Town, uh, with a virtual assistance or chatbot sort of platform that they use. So everyone can have a virtual assistant, okay? Um, another thing that, that they use is chatbots or possibly customer service. Uh, when you log on to certain websites and you have a query, you can chat to a chatbot to get that done. I know some of the major banking institutions that uh, the Neuro Leadership Institute works with, um, they've, they've told us that uh, they use chatbots in call centers, but they use it to enable the call center operator that actually talks to the people. Because what you have to remember is artificial intelligence being applied in different countries is different to South Africa. For example, we are multilingual and people can jump between Zulu, Vendor, Afrikaans and English in one conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, a chatbot uh, with Google Analytics doesn't have the sophistication to pick up the nuances, but what it can do is someone who can do that can have a chatbot that will easily give them the right resources, papers and forms to help someone when they're on the phone. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for all that insight. Um, so that was Robert Jardine from Neuro uh, Leadership Institute of South Africa. He's head of research and solutions there. And he was just giving us insight on, on, on artificial intelligence and the benefits of AI as well as, you know, the things that we can look forward to um, in the near future. Exciting times ahead. The filing. Uh, and it does. The, Nobody yeah. wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the, I mean, people do. There are some jobs that people really do because they just want to be able to look after their families. And yeah. but tr- truth be told, some jobs like the filing, etc. Like nobody says, "I wake up to go and do filing," and it literally makes me come alive. So you know, maybe they'll be if we're able to upskill people, ha- um, have them um, have jobs that are like a bit more like intellectually challenging for them one of the things i liked about what rob was saying uh the examples he gave he kept talking about call centers and the like and personal assistance and virtual assistance and mm. all that and it really reminds me of what happened at uh, google io earlier this year and at google io this year google io is uh, google's developers conference it happens once a year usually in may june-ish and this year they debuted a prototype of something they call google duo Right, uh, because if you've ever called the call centers of certain um, certain companies around South Africa, it it has this machine voice which lets you know you are the third caller yeah. in the line. Expect to wait one minute. You know that it sounds yeah. like a machine, but Google debuted this uh, voice assistant which made um, hair appointments and ordered pizza and the like and it sounded like a human yeah and it had ums and ahs and everything like that and i said to myself mm, like <laughs> it's gonna be tough out there it is <laughs> especially when you think of like you know the fact that there'll be an introduction of not necessarily like robots that look human-like where it'll be almost in the future i see it being difficult <laughs> to decipher whether someone is really a exactly. human or a robot yeah so on the other side of this we're going to continue our conversation uh, we're going to be talking to Johan Reneka who is from Automation Works and they're going to be telling us how they are helping businesses to automate some of their processes keep it locked this is 88.1 More Justice on the Business Buzz we are talking automation today on the Business Buzz we just came from talking to Rob Jardine who is um, the who leads the research and solution function of the Neuro Leadership Institute Institute, but right now we want to delve more into uh, business operations. And on the line, we are joined by Johan Reneker, who is from Automation Works. Um, they are a company that essentially helps uh, different businesses to either streamline and automate some of their business operations. How are you, Johan? I'm fine, Mudiwe. Thank you so much for being on the on the program, <laughs> and uh, uh, we will also strive to uh, educate young people in the community about uh, automation, the new trend of our time. So, just from uh, that point of view, what uh, what type of work are you guys doing at Automation Work? We notice that um, a lot of uh, the solutions you say that you're specialising in the food and beverages yeah. industry. Uh, what type That's of great. things are we are we talking about? Because earlier on we we're talking about uh, virtual assistants and chatbots. We we're talking about uh, self service uh, um, yeah. self service things at McDonald's. But what type of solutions are you creating for your clients? 
Yeah, to give to give uh, our radio audience an idea as well, Mudiwa, thank you for that question, is uh, we typically look at uh, the bread we eat every day and then in the food uh, industry, the cheese and yogurts, that type of uh, products we use on a daily basis, that's the type of products we uh, help our clients with. Uh, the technology tool that we use is what we call a PLC technology, Programmable Logic Controllers. Uh, it's a very useful tool in the process automation uh, via, uh, with mechatronics and electronics. And we work mainly then in the field of food and beverages factory industry. Our automation solutions offers an off-the-shelf solution on the one hand to new factories. That's the exciting part of it. A client can come in here with an idea and we can help them to create an off-the-cell solution for the new factory. Or on the other hand, we can assist uh, customers with a current uh, hands-to-hand uh, system uh, with a customized solution meeting specific client needs in that industry field. And then also the way we package uh, our automation solution for a client will normally consist of uh, at first the design, via SolidWorks, AutoCAD drawings, and uh, our audience must bear in mind, uh, when I mentioned all these different type of topics, all of them can be a career path for young people, and that's making us very excited. The SolidWorks, AutoCAD drawings, the SCADAR system, all very well planned. So, one of the things that I think our listeners are probably very interested to know is, you guys are going and designing all these solutions for different businesses, but what type of reception do you get from um, the people in the businesses themselves? Do people feel like you guys are contributing to uh, jobs being taken away, for example, or do they see it as um, an aid to make their businesses more efficient? Yeah, thank you for uh, for that question, Madiwa. We we are very excited. You know, there's a constant knock on the door. We are very privileged to be part of this exciting times. Um, uh, we are in the buzz of automation. Companies want it. Companies want it to be done. And the good thing about this is, if you look at Automation Works, we are in business um, uh, almost 18 years now. And uh, this underlines the fact that we definitely meet the demand of our customers. Uh, clients of Automation Works become lifelong friends. The amazement comes once an automated system has been commissioned and to see the joy and the excitement of the plant team the moment the on button is pressed and the newly automated system takes control of that plant. Uh, that's the type of things that drives our technicians as well and drives our team as well for what we are doing. So do have you faced any opposition from people who um because one of the things that we keep uh, hearing from people when it comes to automation is this issue of jobs 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 is automation here to take away jobs or is it here to help people with their jobs yeah, uh, you know, um, the, the great thing that we, we experience uh, regarding jobs is, uh, uh, on the one hand, you have the miscon- misconceptions. You have a misconception that people, people will say, automation will steal my job. Uh, it's one of the most general and obvious threats by employees. The truth is automation will boost productivity. That's what we experience. Yeah. Reduce and avoid uh, redundancies and will definitely improve the overall service and product quality within that company. Uh, So uh, I think it's a matter of we have to train our people, we have to uplift our people, and uh, try to change that old school uh, blocks, uh, if I may call it that, 
that people are still living with. <laughs> okay, cool. Now, uh, one of the things that um, in just researching about automation works that uh, you guys do is, and you mentioned this at the beginning of the conversation, is the issue of education. I understand that you guys have an, uh, a winter school uh, where you try to educate young people about uh, right. possible careers in uh, automation. What is that about? Yes, but you are. We're quite excited about it. Uh, it all started about four years ago on a very small scale. Normally good things start move that way. Uh, it was myself and Vainant Kotze, the owner of Automation Works. We were both uh, facing the challenge with our daughters, our own daughters, writing matric and needed career guidance of what about the future. Uh, a very difficult task, as many young people, perhaps the audience listening now, will also know and, and, and confirm. It's not that easy. So we invited um, the grade 11 and 12 learners of the two high schools in Swellendam and Railton, and we were overwhelmed by the group of learners pitch up for the event. We held an, uh, a, a whole week event from the Monday to the Thursday. We start inviting uh, other uh, higher education schools, University of Stellenbosch, University of Cape Town, Northlink College, New Cloud Academy, and then Festo, Festo Didactic, and Festo from the Western Cape. They're one of our main partners for four years now. Uh, Siemens get involved, Viga, Viga, if I may mention a few of the companies, Cape Africa. And what happened is we, we try to create workstations, not an expo where the kids come to a show and they say, all right, we've seen this now, what else do we have to offer us? We get their hands dirty, we get them into workstations and we keep them busy for the whole week. And the great thing about this is they, they get exposed to the new technology, to the robotics and the mechatronics out there, the elect- electronics, the Siemens logos. They work with the Festo pneumatic systems. And suddenly these kids come to us and say, you know what, sir, why can't school be like this? <laughs> this also let us realize then we have to go to the education department. Uh, we knock on the door of the MEC, Minister Debbie Schaefer, the previous year. She attended one of our winter schools and were amazed by what we have learned the kids. And uh, then it resulted in another technology winter school. We have held the previous uh, July school holidays at North Point Technical High School uh, for uh, 15 different schools, technical schools, uh, learners. And it was amazing to see what these learners have learned. Uh, Just to mention, we almost finished with the video and the interviews with these learners. It will be available on Automation Works website where people can see the interviews of these learners. If I may mention one uh, young lady, that's the other interesting part. It's not only for the for the young guys, but the young ladies. They knocking on the door, and I can tell you, they they do their best out there. Uh, this one lady, she said to us, she will definitely change her attitude towards life and her studies, and the, and she has decided to go and study civil engineering at UCT next year. And she said, even if she don't get a bursary, she will find a way of doing it because her attitude has changed. And, uh, yeah, that's amazing to see the light in these kids' eyes. And suddenly they realize there's a job opportunity for me. There's a career for me out there. I can go back to the school and I can do my best with maps, with science, 
all that ugly subjects that I have to, <laughs> to eat every day. <laughs> um, I, I think you, you've actually just brought in a very um, interesting subject because in terms of career guidance, uh, perhaps yeah. someone is in the middle of uh, the third year of their degree and then they realize that, no, oh my gosh, I actually wish that I had exactly. known this before going to university. Yes. In terms of that, um, what type of subjects or um, knowledge areas should uh, young people who want to actually get into this field yeah. be looking see, into? What type of degree programs do you suggest? Yeah. We try to, to package a, a, a holistic um, uh, um, framework for them. On the one hand, uh, there's opportunity for the students that wants to go to university. Uh, they can be involved. We invite them all. We, 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 we uh, set out an open invitation on that. So firstly, students that wants to be engineers in the different fields of engineering, there's an opportunity. Uh, what we also do in the morning programs, we give the different higher education schools like in the University of Stellenbosch, they will do the Monday morning program. And then they do the marketing on the different career paths mm. uh, available at the engineering school so the learners can make a choice on that. The next day, University of Cape Town do their thing. The next day, New Cloud Academy do their thing. The next day, Northland College, with all the government bursaries and opportunities, they do their thing with their seven colleges. So, uh, and then in the afternoons, we have this wide span from uh, drawings, AutoCAD, SolidWorks drawings, programming, um, apps, and the writing of apps, and then the Siemens logos, the Festo Pneumatics, Hydraulics, uh, the STEM education program, Festo Didactic runs a whole work, workshop on, on the STEM education in line with the education curriculum. So we really try to package the whole system. Then even we have a, another workstation uh, with plain uh, wiring, cabling and, and wiring, cutting of wires. And I can tell you the students enjoy it, to cut the wires, to put the stuff together. <laughs> this year we had a very exciting uh, display from University of Cape Town with a water display where the kids were supposed to have the different reservoirs, they have to bolter themselves, the flow of water the, to address the, the whole crisis of water in our country. So there's a really hands-on solution and different parts for where the, where the learners can, can fit in and see. It's not only for the, for the top, top class groups, it's great if they are there and they can go to university and do their thing. We also have, at our Automation Works, we have our own training facility. We started with it three years ago. Students that can't go to university, that there's no other path for them, but they still want to do this. They have them a trick. Uh, they come to us, we say, with the right attitude, um, we are more too glad to, 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 to pull them in. And then we train them in a skills training program for 12 months from welding, from wiring, from cabling, from PLC building, from whatever. They go with the technicians out to the, to the, to the sites. Uh, they do site visiting, they do job visiting at different companies. And we give them uh, the opportunity of getting a job placement at the end of that year with one of these companies. So we really try to, to, to fit in a, a wide range of, of career opportunities for these learners. 
That was us. We were on the line with uh, Johan Renneke, who is uh, head of HR uh, with Automation Works, just giving us a roundup of what's going on on their business. As you heard, uh, there's a lot going on with them uh, because they are not only are they helping businesses come up with automation solutions, but they're trying to empower young people uh, to actually find out what type of careers can you actually have. And they've actually started a winter school um, where if you're a young person, you actually go and see if this is something that you can do and they're not only focusing on engineering they've got a lot of different um, knowledge areas that they are focusing on so that's how our show comes to an end on the other side of this we just give you our final thoughts and then we you know wrap it up because you know it's that time (laughs) keep it locked this is the business buzz The, the business buzz We've come to the end of uh, tonight's Business Buzz show. We were talking about automation, uh, artificial intelligence, and streamlining business processes. Thank you so much to everyone who was part of our show. Uh, thank you to Rob Jardine uh, for being part of our show. He was just giving us some of the research around automation in South Africa and how it is going to make our lives better going forward. And then thank you so much to Johan Renneke from Automation Works for just giving us an actual operation viewpoint of what's going on in automation and how they are trying to help young people to actually get into the automation industry. So, Klingiwe, as a science student, yes, how did you find everything? Representing all the stems out there. <laughs> yeah. How did you find everything today? I, I, absolutely insightful and interesting. I think for me the highlight was that technological advancements are not the enemy yeah. and that really we need to um, upskill our, our people to a place where we don't have to see such advancements yeah. as, as a threat but more as an opportunity yeah. and just find our place under the sun and see how we can be able to leverage off the technological advancements that are available yeah. and more than that just be leaders and pioneers in the space as, mm. as, as Africa and not always follow and uh, for me, I think one of the biggest takeaways was um, in, term, in talking to someone like Johan, because we, one of the things that we keep saying is that we need to reskill and retool um, the workforce to be doing higher value um, yeah. jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you look at what Automation Works is doing, they're actually doing it. They, it's no longer a conversation of no, guys. I think we need to be uh, giving people more skills. Et they're actually going, you know, to the ground level and actually saying, okay, how do you contribute mm-hmm. to the actual um, discussion mm-hmm. around this? So the fact that uh, they've moved away from just talking about we need to upskill people to actually, to actually doing, doing it. it. Yeah, and I yeah. think the economic benefits are, the, the national economic benefits that we, you know, the potential benefits are just immense. And once we tap into those, we just need to find a way to just include, you know, the social element to mm. it and just make sure that, that that's up to par. So yes, that's our show. Uh, let us know what you think uh, on social media. How do you feel about um, the issue of automation? Are you afraid that um, that the machines are here to take over? Uh, let us know what you think on social media. Yes, please get a hold of us. Um, so you can find and follow us on Voice of Vits. Um, FM 88.1 and you can also just find us on the so- on following social media platforms Facebook, Vow FM, Voice of Vits and Vits Radio Academy on Twitter, it's at Vow FM our hashtag is Business Buzz 
WhatsApp line 084-078-4912. You can also stream the station live on www.vifm.co.za and you can also um, find our podcasts um, of the Business Buzz show on www.vits.journalism.co.za slash business. So with that, we've reached the end of tonight's show. Thank you so much to our amazing team, our executive producer that's Elna Schutz, together with our producer Welcome Lishiva, and then our technical producer. Uh, welcome back uh, to uh, Kutluano. Quinch, quinch. <laughs> you know, shout out to him. And then uh, don't miss the business buzz. We are back same time, same place next week for more insight into the world of business. Make sure you don't turn that down. We are a 24-hour um, radio station on the other side of this. They is a life beat so definitely make sure you keep it locked for myself Leo Mob Justice Gavaza playing with Zondo and the rest of the team it's good evening and take care Mob Justice on the Business Buzz listen to the Business Buzz every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. only on Vow FM the Business Buzz Podcast